Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Worst Damn Sports Show period here on, uh, if you are on a Thursday, drizzly, misty, freezing kind of a day. We're going to be talking about Broncos. We're going to be talking about Nuggets and more Nuggets. It's the Worst Damn Sports Show period. <laughs> Setting the bar low for sports talk in Denver. Sorry. And we've got a special guest today. First, hey, what's up? I'm Steve Burrell. That is Dubs. It's me. It took me a second. I was like, that is a... <laughs> Dubs is still my name. It hasn't changed. <laughs> I brought a friend with me. Hi. What's up, Deuce? How's it going? So I do the uh, mornings on 95.7 The Party, in case you ever you know, feel like checking it out. You can flip back and forth between Steve and I. Uh, and I do it with my buddy here, Deuce. Yeah. And we have fun. And, I, and, and Dubs yesterday said, hey, you want to be on The Worst Damn today? And I was like, absolutely. I get so excited when you guys invite me to hang out with you guys. <laughs> So I was just watch. thinking if it was just you guys, because it's Nina as well. Yeah. It would be yeah. a little bit weird to be Dubs and Deuce. Why? We've done it a few times when she's out, and it is a train wreck. <laughs> Do you call it Dubs and Deuce? Is no, it? we call it the party morning show, because they didn't want to commit to the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could be fired any minute, so let's just keep this vague. I you want to keep brought, our name? I right. almost brought Nina up here, too, to just really overwhelm you. I <laughs> don't have enough microphones. <laughs> right. What would that be like? I have listened to your show, um, Bits and Pieces, of course. Scouting out the competition. Oh. Seeing what we're up against. Yeah, what do you think? God, I'm scared to death. Are you? <laughs> is, yeah. I can see you trembling over there. You're so sweet. <laughs> yes. uh, uh, but we don't talk about that stuff today. We talk about sports. and we, So we're going to be talking about the Broncos, obviously, in football. We'll get to our picks. Nuggets are going to be part of our conversation uh, in a more complete way. Yeah. But we do start with our Tweet of the Week. Which is not about anything the Nuggets are doing on the court. It's simply about fashion, which oh. I don't care what Nina says. This is fashion. They unveiled their new Skyline jerseys, and they are hot. <laughs> I, I like them a lot because it's the rainbow jersey. It's it's the Skyline. They got the rainbow on it. But it's black. But it's midnight this year. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite color anyway, like to wear. Yeah. So now that they got it with like the rainbow, that's yeah. like win-win. Which would you, wear, would you wear a jersey? Hell yeah. Well, I, I, See, yes and thing. no. That's the thing. Because I don't have the arms like to wear oh. a jersey like that. So I wear a jersey with like a shirt. The undershirt. Under. Oh, you yes. can't be jersey shirt guy. Here's the move though. Jamal Murray's jersey shirt guy. Yeah, he plays. He's yeah. allowed to do whatever he wants. Here's the thing though. You can't wear the jersey of, of a guy that's like younger than you. That's like my policy. That would be literally every other that's player. Everyone. Right. Well, so what I've done though is I've started doing the custom jerseys, but I'll use a legacy player if I can. So I get, Alex I'll get the Alex English version of the Midnight Black get alternative. A, get a Dirk Nowitzki <laughs> Denver Nuggets Skyline jersey. There you go. Uh, I get a fat lever. Yes. Okay. Shut up the fat lever. <laughs> Uh, is, uh, is is Carmelo far enough away now? No, he's still an active player, and we still hate his guts. Yeah, but he was kind of, but he was kind of not an active player for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he and was. now, and now he's just going to kind of like add to his scoring total in Portland, and that's really right. it. And lose games. Yeah, and he really tried on his first night. I think he went five for. 14. He went four for fourteen, four and for 14. he was minus twenty on the night. But he hadn't played a game in over a year. Like it's a, it's, he didn't collapse on the court. That's a victory. I don't know yeah, an Anthony Black skyline jersey in, in ten years. Uh, yeah, there has to be a little bit of retirement. Yeah. Um, need some time apart. And I do like the rainbow jersey. It's funny with my uh, my my five year old. 
it is her favorite team, the Nuggets. Nice. Like, cause she gets so excited. She's like, she just thinks that's the most hilarious name. It is. She, it actually is. It's a ridiculous name. Well, in her mind, it's Chicken Nuggets. Yeah, right. And to everybody, <laughs> and every other NBA team in the league, too, by the way. Really? I went and saw a game in Portland, and they were like, chicken nuggets. I was like, oh, oh, I've never put those two together. And you're like, yeah. Right. <laughs> we do that, too. Right. And the rainbow jersey was her favorite because I think one of the games that we were watching, because whatever game I'm watching, she'll be like, which one is our team? <laughs> and, it, you know, I'm watching Red Zone. It's completely confusing for her. <laughs> yeah, she probably can't handle that. But with the, whenever it's basketball, she'll be like, is this chicken nuggets? Like and she's like, which one are they? And like, they're the ones in the rainbow. And that was like, Bush, like <laughs> nice rainbow. <laughs> your five year old daughter already has more of a working knowledge of the NBA than my wife. Yeah. So I go, no, I go, honey, what's your favorite team? She goes, she says the Spurs. And I go, great. Who's your favorite ta- ta- player? She says Matumbo. <laughs> hey, <laughs> all right. She picked up player. Um, two questions. Yeah. One, I'm good if they just alter the skyline rainbow jersey every year. You guys cool with that? Why not? Yeah, but one year you'll get like fuchsia. Fine. You'll get the peach rainbow. That's fine. No, mm. I'm totally fine with it. Just give me a different. Don't get. I I need the city jerseys. Like, Dubs I wants need, to taste the rainbow. Oh, I love their I love their rainbow jerseys, yeah. and so uh, so I'd be fine if they did that every year. Uh, second question is, and this is totally off topic, but we're gonna go there because you brought up your daughter, and mm. we had been talking about her earlier because it's a big weekend for you, Steve. Because I'm gonna be free. I'm gonna be. Frozen 2? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going. Uh, sure Wednesday, you are. Yeah. We How have... many times would you estimate that you've watched Frozen? <laughs> I don't even know, man. I are really don't. And here's the thing. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Deuce and I had both never seen it. I'm like, no, dude, that's Stockholm Syndrome right there. <laughs> Deuce and I had both never seen it. And I'm like, we need to set up a time with Steve and his two daughters yeah. where we just sit down and watch Frozen and we just film it and ask them a whole bunch of questions like about it. Like annoying <laughs> questions that would bug them. Yeah, yeah. Right. Wait, so, so you still have not seen Frozen? No, I got a vasectomy. <laughs> Why would I have seen Frozen? At, well, I've, I've seen, I saw Frozen before. Before I had kids, because it was a, it was one of those like movie in the park, oh okay, kind of things yeah. that was going on That's in my fun. neighborhood, and that that was the movie they were showing. So you that were night. drinking, watching Frozen. Yes, <laughs> and I typically am even when I've watched it <laughs> after that. Um, but yeah, I like Frozen. I didn't know movie. if you guys were going to go to like a midnight showing or we're going at one thirty on Wednesday. The twenty seventh. That's a good oh, move. That's far. That's far away, though. It's on. Well, and it's. Did uh, you convince them that it didn't come out until then? Like, how did you pull that off? No, well, it's the day we can go because it's. I mean, they're not paying attention to when they know it's happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my five year old has the Frozen two backpack already. Wow, <laughs> because she needed a new one, and they like that one. She's like that one. That's it. <laughs> that's cocky of her. Yeah, right. And she would know. She'd be like, they're yeah. wearing different dresses on this one. I was like, yeah. of course they are. They need to sell the new merch, right? <laughs> um, um, but yeah, that's we actually do curious. have a date to see that on like one thirty on Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. That's amazing. I expect a full report, uh, not on the next worst name, but on the one after that. You got it. <laughs> uh, I guess we should talk about sports. So here we yeah, go. Yeah, there we go. Topic one. It played. It happened. Sorry, Gerardo's not here. So we are, oh, am I oh, not here to drive? Am I hosting now? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are the worst damn sports show. Period. If you couldn't tell, uh, so guess we did just like jump into this, being like, 
Let's do it. I mean, you are you are kind of the host of the show, but I can do it All for right. you. That's fine. Uh, so let's talk about the Denver I've Broncos. Got this bar- brother's barbecue to eat over here that I haven't <laughs> started just on. Staring you at take him a couple bites, and Dubs and I will be over here. Turn off my it's, microphone. It's just staring at him. He wants it so bad. Um, all right, so let's start with the Broncos because wow, Vic Fangio just wants to piss me off. So. First of all, they blew a game in Minnesota, and I don't think anybody really cares. Right. I mean, is anybody too over the top upset about this? That one I did want them to win, even really? though even though like when they didn't, it didn't break my heart. It was more kind of like, It wasn't surprising. <laughs> we were sitting at the Cheesecake Factory at, at, at uh, halftime, and it was 20 to nothing. And uh, I go, they're going to lose this game. Yeah, that, me and everybody in the bar Wasn't I was shocked at all. In. Yeah, we, they couldn't, just felt they couldn't put it in. They couldn't like actually score a touchdown. Just like, because that's just the karma of the Denver Broncos over the last I don't know five. Six I years. was more surprised that they had a shot to win it at the end with Allen driving them all the way down the field, uh-huh. than that they gave up the lead in the first place. Right, twenty to nothing. They give it up. They end up losing and. You're cooked now, almost officially. I think you have less than a 1% chance to make the playoffs. And what is the statement that Vic Fangio comes out with? I don't think it's vitally important to get Drew Locke playing time this year. Oh, boy. Do you think that's him saying that? Well, I guess it has to be. It I, I, I think because if it's Elway saying that, they're going to be pitchforks and torches outside his office. More pitchforks and torches? Yes. Okay. No, like literal pitchforks and torches. <laughs> Uh, now, understood. And it, the, the back to that game itself, it, it it it's weird that it was a missed field goal once again. Yeah, that, like did him in, like for the most part, because they could have won it with a field goal at the end. And it was it was exciting to watch. And I really did want them to make like to make it happen more to like in your face to Minnesota yeah. versus like what it could do for us. And I do like the like I feel like. That and like the win with Cleveland, it's kind of like since they're like, okay, we're going to cut bait with Flacco, the thing that nobody wanted anyway from the fan base perspective. I did. You did? I did. You thought that was going to be a thing? Yeah, I thought they could do something. I was wrong. And then <laughs> now you see just how wrong when you see how like energized they are. So this right. is part of our conversation we had last week was like, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with them just like cutting loose. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, good for him. Right. Like, I, that wasn't a bad thing. I wasn't like, get out of here with that trade. I was happy for him. I was happy for us too. So they could be like, okay, now let's unleash Cortland Sutton. Let's just go with all new guys. Right. And it doesn't matter if we lose every game for the rest of the season. As long as they're out there like feeling like they're accomplishing something and like making progress to what they're going to do next. And they feel close to being competitive. So, And that's the, almost the danger right. of what it is. Because now we see like they're seeing the same thing. The coaching staff is being like, we need to get a win. we got to do everything we can to get a win. So, and Dubs, is this lock not being ready or is this protecting him? Right. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, That's my answer to that question. Well, is, it matters, though. Like, is this the guy I'm, of the future or is he not? If, if they're – and Why not get him God, reps that don't, don't matter? I don't want to speak for an owner that's that's no longer with us, right? <clears throat> but I will say this. If I was the owner of the team, I walk down. Now that we have less than a 1% chance of making the playoffs, I walk down and I say, you're going to put him in. Right. And to be honest with you, if I'm Elway – I might think about doing that, too. Now, I worry if I'm the GM about um, coming across as the guy who tells his coach who to play, which I don't want to do, and I don't want to be that guy all the time. But at the same time, 
I need an eval on this guy. I need an evaluation on Locke before I get to the offseason. And so Fangio saying it's not important if he gets – yes, it is important. Is he such a dumpster fire that it would ruin his career by putting him out right now? Well, that's – no. Because you're seeing other quarterbacks in similar positions, and it's part about learning. It's like right. you, you got to – you're at at some point in your career you're going to be under fire like nobody's going to have that perfect offensive right. line so get out there and do it now well, got brandon allen out there doing now like playing okay. adequately right it's not 1983 kyler murray is a straight up rookie and starting garner Minshew came in as a straight up rookie and played but we're learning that elway cannot evaluate quarterbacks period but, but that doesn't that's it's almost irrelevant that he can't evaluate quarterbacks because he's the guy who's going to be evaluating your quarterback so <laughs> you need to get him as much information as you can yeah. so he can make good decisions because you're running out of time to get any kind of meaningful snap snaps for drew lock before the end of the season and now it sounds like like we're gonna try this brandon allen thing and i gotta be honest with you i talked to a couple bronco fans like just you know at a bar so you know not saying that this is the majority feeling take it for what it's worth but i talked to a couple bronco fans and they're like yeah let's see what we got with this brandon allen guy yeah but that's that's the trevor Simeon effect that's right exactly what it's we're like you have been so destitute at quarterback so deprived of solid quarterback play that you think brandon allen of Freaking sixth round pick, fifth like four round year, pick. never started before in his four life. Four year journeyman traded for, a for three different teams is now the answer to your solution. I've been th- I've been through this before. It was with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and how did that go? I mean, come on, you've got to do better than that. And he's dealing with the thing too, where they're literally like like some rookie quarterbacks will come in and have success early. Is there's no tape on him. Right. So he's very similar to a rookie quarterback, other than he has he a lot com- of experience on the field. He completed 48% of his passes right. on Sunday. 48! Right. Steve, I could send you out there and you can complete 48% of your passes. If they are really close. Like, I don't have a strong arm. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Anybody who feels like he's the answer, he got a couple good catches. He got an amazing catch from Cortland Sutton, an amazing catch and run from Noah Fant in the first game. Yeah. And yeah, those, that was a significant portion of his. For that, for, if you look yeah. at his total stats, right. 75 drove, yards and a touchdown are right, that play. Yeah. Right. Uh, on the one play. And then Cortland Sutton's yeah. was a 25 or 30 yarder and another touchdown. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, look at his stats. And it was like, Cortland Sutton made that play. Yeah, not in, the, in the first game, especially, like he went up and made that. He he turned an interception into a touchdown. Yeah. So Dubs, if you give Drew Lock, they're not going to give him a look. But if you gave him a look, does that open the door to once again try to draft another future quarterback? I or mean, is, are they going to lay in the Drew Lock bed for the next three to five years? That's where I'm at. I mean, yeah. and and I've pounded the table. This is why Steve is kind of looking at me like that. I pounded the table <laughs> on this podcast for this before the Arizona Cardinals gave up on Josh Rosen. A number eight overall pick because they had year. a shot at yeah. Kyler Murray. Yep. So you mean to tell me that you're not going to give up on Drew Locke a second round pick who can't even get on the field? Because right, like, doesn't that become part of his evaluation? Yep. If Fangio says he doesn't need playing time before the offseason, isn't part of his evaluation he wasn't good enough to unseat Brandon Allen? Yeah, no, it's got to be. And then on top of that, back to your point about drafting quarterbacks, I think we both were on that same board where. You should draft a quarterback every year because who knows? Until you yeah. find the one. Right, right. Well, and that's the thing. And everybody gets on – there's lots of different stats you can look at for this. But everybody gets on Elway because he – 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Quote, can't evaluate quarterback talent. Nobody in the NFL can evaluate quarterback talent. It's a crapshoot. Like, anybody who says that they know better than anybody else is a liar. Like, we all have a general idea of these guys are kind of good, these guys could translate to the NFL, and these guys are garbage. And other than that, we're all just guessing, and that's it's no different. Like, there's been no GM who has consistently drafted star quarterbacks year after year because he knows something that the league doesn't. Otherwise, he'd only draft quarterbacks every year and then trade them to teams for first-round picks. Like, it just doesn't happen. Mm, that's actually – that's a little absurd. Like, no one's going to draft quarterbacks just in case. I But – that's not that's not true <laughs> because you wouldn't know until anyway. I don't want to beat apart that like particular thing. I, I think right saying, now the only person that has like true can say that they like know what they're talking about is Andy Reid because he traded up to get Patrick Mahomes. Right. I don't even but, but with a plan in place. By the way, just being like we're well, drafting this guy and he's going to be our superstar a year after we play Alex Smith and told him like, basically <laughs> that you're playing for now uh-huh. and then put him in and next thing you know it's been a revelation and then teams like Chicago Bears just. They which, gotta be so sad. It'd be so sad. Which, <laughs> by the way, so the end of that is if you're in a top five spot as the Broncos, I don't care if it's Brandon Allen or Drew Locke, who you think, or Joe Flacco, yes. who you think is your starting quarterback next year, you better take one. And I want to say two things about that. One, would you rather have Josh Allen right now? Kizla yeah. put this out uh, as a tweet earlier mm. this week. Would you rather have Bradley Chubb or Josh Allen right now? Well, right, uh, Josh Allen probably. <laughs> but, I mean, Bradley not, Chubb, I guess we know he's he's definitely been very good, but obviously we don't know what he's doing this year. Yeah. He's out. Probably yeah. Brian, be you're talking about the Great. impact of the position, too. Yeah, the right. overall impact, I mean. Because I feel like that would have been an all-in move to get someone like Josh Allen, and so we would yeah. be on year but two just, just like Buffalo there. is. Like, you didn't even have to move. You right. could have drafted him right where you were. And it's not that Allen has been great. He's He hasn't been. He's been good enough. But I think you'd rather have him right now, wouldn't you? Yes, because that would have yes. been answered. Like, that particular question would have been answered. We'll At take- least for now. We'd still be riding with Josh Allen, even if um, their record wasn't particularly a ton better than they are right now. They'd still be like, we're still working it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll take your smolder over our gigantic dumpster fire. Absolutely. Yes, he's right. been he's been playing very well with less weapons. Yeah, like, well, that I mean, yeah, that's a whole different conversation. He, I think I think he, Allen has a lot of room left to grow, but that yeah. probably just optimistic Bills fan in me. Um, but that said, now you've got Tua Tonga Vailoa, who dislocates and fractures his hip. Discount. He might an, be busted, yeah. Had an extra uh, and a season-ending ending surgery to fix it. Now, they said everything went well and that he's going to make a full recovery, but it might drop him from maybe the second or third overall pick to maybe the 
fifth or sixth or seventh, and mm. now you're talking about a range where the Broncos could be sitting. So where you once thought maybe you had no shot at this guy, now all of a sudden Joe Burrow's the number one guy from on most boards, and Herbert's still in the top five for most people, and Tua's hurt, and all of a sudden like you, you might be able to get him at like five or six or seven. If John Elway passes on a guy like Tua Tonga-Vailoa with Drew Locke as his answer... It's going to be without actually trotting him out there and trying him for a few games. Right. I mean, it's going to be anarchy here in Denver. Yeah. And even even with I would take a chance on I would take a chance on whiffing on Tua Tonga. Like if he's so hurt that he's actually never going to like truly be back to his old form. That's one thing. Right. Like, but you don't know that. And I would take that chance. I'd take that chance a thousand times out of a thousand. I'd trade up to take that chance. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best quarterback in the draft by a long shot. But that's just me. Like, that's just an opinion that I have. Um, and a side note, too. What? Like, Nick Saban, once again, like, destroying someone else's, like, career, or maybe, like, hurting his. It's just like, <laughs> See, putting him back that. out. Why, why do people say that? They were 35 to 7. It yeah. was the first half. It wasn't a new injury, though. He's playing through an injury that he put him out there with. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, have you seen him play the last several games? he's healthy enough to play, he's healthy enough He's to not. Play. He wasn't. The doctor said he was. He, the doctor. Like the, the Alabama. See, now you're getting into something different. You're getting into something I, I, here's what I know. I know that they said, the doctor said that he was well enough to play. If he's well enough to play, you play him. And if you're playing him, then yes, in the first he's half, he's well enough care. to play, according to like their team staff, which, but not my information, secondhand information about how, um, the, the, there's word, like if you are drafting an Alabama player in general, Beware of how little tread will be left on the tires because they mm. beat them to death. Well, I mean, those he's notorious for his practices and right. schedule, and that he does not give them a ton of room to breathe. But because he doesn't care about what happens to them once they're done with his program, like well, he wants to wear every get every last piece out, and whatever happens to them, what he, he does care know it. is that enough of them are going to be successful at the next level that he'll be able to keep recruiting. So even if a couple have the wheels fall off, he gets to say. But yeah, but look at all these other people I put in the NFL that are extremely successful. Right. All right. Well, we're getting distracted as we tend to <laughs> Well, do. I mean, it's important <laughs> to talk about this draft and if you think Tua's the spot there for him. No, so. absolutely. If, if Tua is available when the Broncos are drafting, they should take him. And as a matter of fact, he or another quality quarterback probably will be. Uh, depending depending on how the rest of their season plays out, it just so happens there's a lot of shitty teams in the NFL this year, yeah. And so they're competing that way, but they're right there. Yes, <laughs> right there. draft Tua and then six offensive linemen in a row. That actually isn't a bad idea. <laughs> Same thing. If if the most maybe important like, part, like one receiver. Okay, <laughs> I'll I'll meet you there. Yeah, All I guess right. they they will need uh, Hamilton. Maybe he could step up a little bit next year. Um, what receiver might be one of those positions that you don't pay, overpay for, but like a, someone like a, a quality receiver, like a Cole Beasley, like uh, who, who the, the Bills picked up. Yeah. Someone solid possession receiver would be nice. But with Sutton, that's great. Patrick, I'm still on board with him. Yeah. I still think he's awesome. He, I think he he's going flashes to flashes all the time. Mm-hmm. The question is, can, can he, he consistently be on the field right. and? And contribute. He, the, what was his his injury? Wasn't it a hand or something? 
He's you can't had, really control they've that. All been, yes, they've yeah. all been weird injuries. There yeah. hasn't been anything that's been like poor genetics, I guess you would say. So, yeah, or like a knee, or like a recurring, you know, type of like core injury or something like that. It's yeah. it's just been he broke his hand. Yeah, but I mean, so Cortland Sutton's good enough to be a number one. Hell yeah, we all know yeah. that now. The question is, is he good enough to be a number two? And I don't know that the answer to that's yes. Hmm. He's good enough to be a number three, no doubt. Patrick, that is. Yeah. Is he good enough to be a number two? Uh, that's a different level. I, I mean, guess we'll see. I mean, yeah. he's just so big. And yeah. he's such a good, like, he doesn't drop a lot of passes. You know, when we talk about possession thing, he's not the slot guy. He's a little too no. big for something like that. But I, I don't know. Wait, yeah, All again, right. Once All again, right. Let's, go with, uh, let's go with picks from last week. Man, the Pittsburgh versus Cleveland game. We didn't, that was before we did, we did our podcast before that. Uh-huh. Do you want to, either of you want a second on uh, <laughs> Miles Garrett ripping off Mason Rudolph's helmet and then smashing him over the head with it? That's something you'll see every day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's odd that, you know, Rudolph tried it first. <laughs> Like right. people, I mean, obviously Miles Garrett is a, a fiend for what he did, but like, bro, maybe you don't start that. Yeah, right. Well, against a <laughs> uh, six eight, two hundred and eighty five pound, right. number one overall. <laughs> I mean, best case scenario, you're falling backwards. What happens if you do get it? Then what? Yeah, right. That's how the my favorite meme out of it was just. Freddie Kitchens, hey, there's only 20 seconds left. Don't do anything stupid. And showing like this WWE scene where this guy's just like wailing on women. <laughs> it's like basically uh, what happened. Well, and so I think that makes it really interesting. For Between those two teams, you thought the winner of this might emerge as a playoff contender. Right. Uh, well, turns out the winner of this just lost their best defensive player for the rest of the year. So it's uh, an interesting scenario. Uh, me and Beardo both had Cleveland at home on Thursday night. I talked him into it. Now I'm pissed that I talked Beardo into taking Cleveland because I wanted to be right all by myself. Um, I also make deuce do picks downstairs. Yes, it's uh, fun for me. So we'll, we'll get to his overall afterwards as well. Um, Houston at Baltimore is Houston plus four points. And I thought Houston was going to go in there and show up and turns out nobody told them that they were playing in Baltimore last week <laughs> because they got blown out by Baltimore and what looks like maybe the best team in the AFC mm. right now. Wow. Beardo and Steve were both on Baltimore minus four points. Any thoughts on the Ravens? Or, um, they're just getting better. I mean, early in the season when they're when they're beating people, they were beating bad teams yeah. and that yeah. was the knock on them. We're like, well, we'll see what happens when they play a real team and now they've, they've destroyed a lot of real teams yeah fully committed to lamar jackson in that offense and it's fun to watch and houston is actually not as good i i don't know what to do with houston yeah from week to week it's hard to know what you're going to get from that team well and you i i think they're a good team yeah but every time they've come up against a challenge where it's like houston needs to step up and, and put their foot down here yeah, well, you end up with forty-one to seven or whatever the hell. They're it out was. coached every week. Mm-hmm. That's Ooh. what it is. Ooh, wow. okay. There's it's a hot an, take for you. It's another. It's another uh, Belichick coaching tree failure like okay. that. He's just had a lot of good players to prop him up, like for the time that he's been there. But Bill O'Brien's not a good coach. All right. Uh, Deuce was on Baltimore too for that one, by the way. Uh, New England at Philadelphia in the most exciting snooze fest game I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Final score is ten to seventeen. Uh-huh. Nobody right. could get in the end zone. Nelson Aguilar dropping passes over the top of his head. So that's what what he does. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Philly was plus three and a half. Steve and Deuce both both had New England. that, oh, was it three and a half? It was three and was, a half. For some for reason, Phil. I thought it was six, and I was still okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just, I thought that 
I thought that the Eagles were starting to figure it out. They got another tough test this week in Seattle, uh, and then their schedule lightens up a little bit. I just I don't know how New England keeps winning. Is Carson Wentz a bust, officially? No. no. I don't think so. Is he just a serviceable, okay guy? I, I don't think he's as good as his original hype. Okay. I don't think I don't think his coach is as good as his original hype. That's think, the other that's part fair. too. I think, yeah. I think Doug Peterson misses Frank Reich mm. in some kind of way right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jacksonville at Indy, and uh, Steve, this was the one that you were going to remember. Do you remember why you were going to remember it? Because uh, <laughs> you were the only one on Jacksonville plus three at Indy, and they Ugh, got they get smoked. smoked. Yeah, that was bad. Beardo and I both had Indy. Like we said, Frank Wright coming back with a vengeance, uh, doing a little damage to Jacksonville. And then Kansas City, quote-unquote, at the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> it was yeah. down in Mexico City. This was a fun game to watch. <laughs> maybe part of the fun was watching Phillip Rivers for the second week in a row implode, mm. throw four interceptions, including the game ender. Uh, yeah. it, I mean, Steve, you said it last week, so you don't have to answer. So I'll ask you, Deuce. Is Phyllis done? Yes. I, yes. I don't know how yeah. you can say yes. anything, but yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's amazing. He's good enough to go wing it around, but he's uh, he's not. He should retire. It's odd, though. He's having, he's having the opposite of what Peyton Manning experienced, and I think what we're seeing with Tom Brady is his arm strength is still there, but his accuracy's gone to shit, so I don't, I don't know. Well, and his arm strength was never his strong suit, so I felt like it would take longer for Phillip to yeah. fall off because he always had to uh, time it out and find a hole. You know right. what I mean? And it wasn't about him forcing it in somewhere, and he just, I mean, he just doesn't look like he has it anymore. Oh, he did find many holes. He's not how many kids he has. Yeah, just one <laughs> hole. It's all been, all been the same he one. He forced it in a few times. Yeah, and... he did. Do you think uh, that Steve... you think he's a, the Hall of Famer? Someone was like asking that, and they were like, "Absolutely." In my mind, I was like. I, is he absolutely a Hall of Famer? I mean, longevity in, in numbers, I guess, but is it the I, Hall of really long time? I don't know. I mean, it's it's <laughs> he's never even made a Super Bowl. Right. And I hate to say that because I'm the guy who advocates for for my team getting the Hall of Famers. I don't think he's made an AFC championship game. He I made guess. one. Yeah, they lost to the Patriots when you're right. Yeah, it was, was, that it when was, he had his it was like 2005. Okay. Yeah, that was LaDainian Tomlinson and him on a – torn ACL. Oh, it may even been Indy. I'm not sure. No, I'm pretty sure it was the Patriots. Okay. I think you're right. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I... I don't know. I really... Yeah. I, I, I think he deserves it, but I don't think he's got the resume. For it wouldn't it be surprising if he made it, but it would be a little disappointing, right? <laughs> I mean, well, I feel like the Hall of Fame used to be so much tougher to right. get into. They're going to put in like 20 people this year. Did you see yeah. that? Okay, really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe that's why when someone's like, absolutely, because it's like, of course, most people get in these days. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steve Beardo and Deuce were all on Kansas City in Mexico City. All right. So picks for this week. Now, I texted Beardo, even though he's gone, and I made him work on vacation. So he sent me in picks. So I'll lead off everyone with his pick, and then we'll go around the table. Indianapolis at Houston. This is a Thursday night game. We get this game tonight, which means that... People could be listening to this podcast after this game is played, so don't say something stupid. Indy plus three Uh-oh. and a half at Houston. Thursday night football game. I always favor the home team, and that's what Beardo has taken. He's on Houston at home, minus three and a half. Minus three and a half? I will take – I can't I can't go against Indy after what they did last week, so okay. I'm going to take him. And then I believe T.Y. Hilton's back tonight, too. 
Uh, I, I, last I saw it was questionable, but that helped my fantasy team. Questionable, indeed. Yeah, yeah. you don't know. Uh, Deuce, who you got? I haven't learned my lesson on Houston yet, so I'm going okay. Houston. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just always, for some reason, like the home team in this. It's a short week. You don't get the coaching doesn't matter as much on a short week, right? Like normally, I'd pick Frank Reich over yeah. top of Bill O'Brien, but it's you. You got three days to prepare, so give me give me Houston at home. I'll lay the three and a half points and think that maybe Deshaun Watson gets off the snide. Uh, we were talking about this this game earlier. Seattle plus two at Philadelphia. Beardo's on Seattle. It's that west to east trip. It's always tough, no matter what time you play but this is an early game it's an 11 o'clock sunday west to east mm. deuce why don't you lead us off with this one uh this is going to be an ugly one i'm going philly but i'm not happy about it mm. okay steve uh seattle coming off the bye with the mvp i think even if it's early i think they've got this one russell wilson's, wilson's gonna throw for 500 yards really Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Russell Wilson, and I think he—that's an exaggeration, but <laughs> I think yeah, I think he I think he's the MVP front runner, even with all the Lamar Jackson hype. I think Lamar Jackson is more like the devil we don't know, and Dangerous is the one we do know. Yeah, and so everyone's like, "Oh, Lamar Jackson," but in actuality, I think Russ means more to his team. Lamar Jackson is doing very well, and he's got a really good team around him, too. Yeah. Um, Russell Wilson is the only guy. (laughs) Chris Chris Carson is having some say in that, too. He's having a good season, but part of that is due to Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson feels like 87 Elway a little bit, huh? He's, he's just, yeah, he's just like making it happen. Good enough to get them to lose to the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Or somewhere (laughs) along the line in the playoffs, yeah. Uh, But... I think that West to East Coast thing is a thing. Yeah. I mean, they're going to start a game at 8 o'clock in the morning in Philly. Mm-hmm. Like, the the, Se- the Seahawks, their bodies right. are going to feel like it's 8 a.m. So I'll take Philly. I'll take a shot on them. Uh, Dallas at New England. This is your America's game of the week. Remember, Ooh. I told you they're in prime time like every week for the rest of the season. <laughs> Dallas plus six. But at New England, New England hasn't figured out how to score yet. Right. And it's starting to get a little bit testy at Patriots Place or whatever the fuck they call that thing because Tom Brady apparently said that he's not taking any of the blame for the offense not looking (laughs) the way that it should. I mean, they put up 17 points in Philadelphia. That defense is not good. No. And so, like, what the hell is going on? And what Patriots team are you going to see? Is that defense good enough to hold down the Cowboys? Which, for all the problems that the Cowboys have had, I saw some advanced statistics that had them as the number one offense in the league. Dak Prescott is good. I don't care what anybody says. Zeke can run the ball. Their offensive line is great. You've got two good receivers. I think Randall Cobb might be the most underrated signing of the offseason. He's been so good for Dallas the the past couple weeks. So 
Dallas plus six at New England. Anybody have strong feelings about it? Well, you just talked me into Dallas, so I hate Did you. Did I? <laughs> well, I mean, you either have to pick the Cowboys or the Patriots, and there's no winning there. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> they both lose. Uh, Beardo is on Dallas as well. Um, God, I just want – I pick against New England like every week, <laughs> and I want to again. And it's like my heart – is saying do it, and my mind is like, you are an idiot if you pick against <laughs> New England again. But I'm going to pick against New England again. Give me Dallas. All right, I'll go. I'll go out there. I'll go out there and just pick New England. See, this is the problem. Is <laughs> every week you pick New England, and you're the only one that does. And you're smart to do it, but I just can't. <laughs> I can't pick New England. Sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. I didn't pick New England when they had the 20 point. Like edge against Miami, right? I was like, that won't happen, and it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll stick with them, and even though I, yeah, numbers wise, Dallas should win this game. Even though New England has a great defense, they should be able to score more than New England, who hasn't done a great job of scoring against decent defenses. But they just got to figure it out. Like, and I don't like it. Yeah, it's so annoying. Yeah. But here's what makes the difference for me: the six points. I feel like it's a big, a it is a big number. It's a lot. This so. is the kind of game, though, that Dallas needs to make a statement. If they're going to be actual contenders, this is the kind of game they need to make a statement at. I yeah. like that. I but like really, that especially, I mean, then they're also weird because they went and stunk it up against the Jets. Right. Out of nowhere. Yeah. So they, didn't they lose to the Giants, too? I can't remember all that. No, remember that's when the cat losses. showed up and then oh, they, yeah, they, they, they came, came back. And, back and yeah, won. they lost like three in a row when they did. And, um, you know, and who knows what they're going to do to try to stop it? Because like, I don't think they'll focus on Zeke as much. Um, they might focus on Dak because he's had a better season so far. Yeah, like Zeke really hasn't earned his money. Mm. Uh, I don't know that I'd say that. There were a couple games at the beginning of the year that he really was dominant. But you're he right. hasn't had a hundred yard game in like four or five games. Right. It's been the past handful have been real bad. Tony for Pollard him. Is, has more yards per carry and more ca- yards per All catch. All right. Let's not get That's over That's a great poll. Let's, yeah. not, let's <laughs> not get over the top. Why do you think, just like Chris Carson is having a say about the uh, Seahawks' success, that's because of Russell Wilson. I think Tony Pollard having success is because of Dak Prescott. I think, I think it's because when Tony Pollard comes out there, people are like, okay, let's not worry about that. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, your primetime games are great this week. You get This game got flexed into this spot, and I'm glad they did it. Green Bay plus three at San Francisco for your Sunday night football Ooh. game. San Francisco's beat up right now. If you take both of these teams healthy facing each other, you probably say that San Francisco's the better team. But San Francisco's beat up right now. They're having some offensive line troubles. Um, Green Bay coming in. I'm pretty sure did they have a bye last they're coming week? off the bye yeah they had a bye last week and aaron Rodgers is aaron Rodgers, and matt lafleur looks like he knows how to play with his new toy so anybody have any strong feelings oh, i'll start by saying beardo had san francisco at home mm. minus the three points so they're get they're not getting uh, green bay's getting three green bay's getting three points in san in santa clara like stadium is not in san francisco yes. <laughs> uh, no I'll, I'll i'll jump on that and i'll take green bay Okay, because I still, I still don't, I still think statistically Aaron Rodgers isn't going to have a very good day, uh, but I think they'll come away with a win. I mean, and, and there's a lot of that seeing the game last week. It was one thing uh, losing that one against Seattle that was wild, um, but them almost losing to Arizona back to back. Right, um, but I thought that, I think that speaks to the attrition, and maybe that's the point that you're getting to that San Francisco is going through. Well, it's hard to go 
obviously undefeated sure. in the NFL season. It's hard to focus that long because it's easy just to slip up every once in a while, even against a dumb team. Like when the Broncos almost went in the late 90s, they almost went undefeated. Right. They went 10-0 and before they lost to the Giants. Yeah. who sucked. Yeah, in the Meadowlands, and it was it, you thought it was going to be a cakewalk, and they, they lost to Yeah, them. and I'm not saying that that's going to happen because obviously they're well, prepared for I mean, they came up against in. the juggernaut Dave Brown at quarterback. Wow. I don't remember that what much. Wow. <laughs> Number 17, Dave Brown. Are you pulling Dave Brown out of the ether hey, here? He's a juggernaut. Good Lord, that's good. Um, yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying, but you'd think that maybe the Cardinals was the game they weren't focusing on. They got to yeah. win there. They're paying attention to this Green Bay team. Yes. Give me Green Bay. Okay, Deuce likes Green Bay. He wants the three points. God, I am really in a tough spot on this one. I'm going to take Green Bay, too. Um, and I'm going to say that, uh, well, God, I'm forgetting the name of their running back right now. Somebody help me. Green Bay? Yeah. Um, Aaron Jones. Jones. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of short passes to him because that defensive line is really good. Yeah. But they're also really aggressive. So if they can get a couple screen passes mm-hmm. off over the top of that D line and then just let Aaron Jones be Aaron Jones. I think they're going to end up winning it. Uh, then your Monday night football game. Thank goodness, another good matchup. Baltimore traveling west oh. to L.A. They'll take on the Rams. Rams getting three points at home, but you facing the MVP candidate, Lamar Jackson. Listen, Aaron Donald's good, but he can't, he can't run sideline to sideline with Lamar Jackson. You got people like Clay Matthews. Is he good enough to stop him? I don't know. Interesting. Uh, Beardo taking the Rams plus three points at home. You know I like those home dogs, too. Well, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think someone's going to stop Baltimore's role eventually. I'll I'll take that it's going to be the Rams. I think it's a low-scoring game, but I think Goff does just enough. And I think their, their defense is talented enough to slow down Lamar Jackson. You can leave their corners on an island and they'll be okay and focus everybody else on stopping that running game. Uh, so the, I'll take that chance with Jalen Ramsey and so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I, I'm bought in 100% into the Baltimore hype. I feel like the Broncos made a big whiff by not drafting Lamar Jackson, and I'm taking Baltimore in a statement win. Ooh. I think that's a good way to say it because Baltimore's playing with a lot of swagger and L.A. is playing like a whip dog. So right? much swag. It's amazing. Did you, like, and it's everybody on the team. The Mark Ingram. Mark yeah, Ingram. That was great. The press conference uh-huh. was an all-timer. Yep. What, what? I mean. Big trust. That dude is like, oh, my God. I wouldn't want to tackle that guy either. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, uh, there you go, Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. But he's a machine. He's a house. I loved his touchdown celebration, too, sliding into your DMs. It was a, it was a good look. It was a good look. Yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore. Okay. I, I, mean, I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be within three. I think it's going to be I think it's to be a lot bigger than that. Yeah? I think double digits. So that brings up the question then. If I I was going to say AFC favorite, but that's I don't even feel like that's are they the Super Bowl favorite right now? At the moment, yeah. I, mean, I think so. The way you guys are talking, it sounds like you wouldn't take them to lose to anybody. Um I'm t- you know, I'm rattling off like what would happen San, in my head like San Francisco New Orleans. Is, New Orleans. New Orleans is my Super Bowl pick, and it still is. Dallas. Uh, Kansas maybe. City. Kansas City. Seattle. Yeah. I mean, those are your teams that are maybe on that level. I, I can never trust Kansas City's defense to, to, to play meaningful football in the playoffs. 
So I think Baltimore is. is the, I, I think Baltimore's got to be your Super Bowl favorite right you now. I would say AFC favorite. I'm still going with uh, um, New Orleans. Okay, wow. I, that was my start. That was my okay. you know, I call at the beginning of the season, I and think then I. Picked I the- I think I picked the Chargers at the beginning of the season, <laughs> so we've erased that episode. There you I don't go. know if you knew that. That's all right. Yeah. We've deleted that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I still think even when, when they like when Drew Brees went down, I even thought that. I was like, oh, man, that was my pick. And yeah. then they go undefeated while he's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and have struggled since he came back. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're one and one. I can't really say they're two, we're two, two and one. one. Two and two one. And I can't say they struggle. They're two and one, but one of the games they won with like 16 points or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's getting back into the middle of the season. Like everyone's been playing all year and he hasn't. I still think they'll get it together. Uh, by the way, I didn't go over and this. Lattimore's been out too, Marshawn Lattimore, so they'll, they'll get him back eventually. Your overall standings, uh, Beardo and Steve tied in last place at 25 and 30. Mm. Beardo had a, a big week last week. He <laughs> came back and tied it back up. Uh, of course, the loser of the picks has to go do an NFL combine. So mm-hmm. we're looking nice. forward to seeing Steve <laughs> lift 225 pounds as many it times as he can. move. <laughs> like, if I just like, put all my weight behind it. Like, it wouldn't even roll on I the, mean, the Cradle. Do you even weigh 225 pounds? Hell no. Do I weigh Hell 225 no. pounds? No. You weigh 180. You could be packing 180. Some do you weigh 180? I'm, so you're I'm 162 you right now. I'm probably. I'm a little bit less than that. Wow. Like I, I've been 155 my entire life. <laughs> Wow. Well, I mean, my adult life, and I'm probably I'm hovering. Better, around, you yeah. better beat Beardo. I'm still, gonna, I'm still gonna rack that up and make you try to lift it. Um, I would be like, <laughs> yeah, I want to see the look on your face while you're sweating like Shaq yeah. at the foul line. Yeah. Uh, I am 32 and 23. I had another like just below average week, so I'm not like getting killed right now, but I'm slowly creeping back to 500, mm. and it's really annoying me. <laughs> um, Deuce, I've made him pick most all of the year. He missed like the first two weeks worth of picks. He's 24 and 20. He's one off from you, Steve, and he didn't even pick the first three weeks of the season. It's good, it's good. <laughs> Blind squirrel finding the net. <laughs> That's it. That's your picks. All right. So let's move. Wow. This has been a long episode so far, but we're going to breeze through some of this. Yeah. Other stuff, yeah. We I'm know sure. the, the back half's going to be quick. <laughs> you're you're going to lay it on thick here in the worst damn sports show period where you take a minute just to do exactly that. Talk about something that made us happy this week and might as well start with our guest. What's oh, up, uh, unless on, you're me... unless you're not ready. No, hold which on. Which is fine. And you really fit in. A second. So, a Brandon Matthews was locked in a sudden death playoff at a tournament in Argentina Sunday when he heard a yelp from the gallery in the middle of a crucial putt. He was distracted oh, yeah. by the sound and missed the eight foot birdie putt, which cost him the Visa Open Day Argentina title in Buenos Aires. The exemption would allow him to play in the British Open, which. Uh, he lost because he missed the putt because right. of the screaming fan. Yeah. It turns out the fan had Down syndrome. So he forgave the, uh, the, the fan this mm-hmm. and uh, said, look, there, yeah, there are things that are more important than golf. He said that he, well, somebody in his family well, he had like, over a history he, of mental illness. He signed his hat yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, he went he over and like, gave him a hug because apparently the guy felt really bad. He knew, yeah. Yeah. obviously, that it was him that had, had yelled out. He went over, gave him a hug, signed some stuff yeah. for him. and Asked him if you were having fun. He's doing okay. And did yeah. you did you see the interview? He he literally like was the most nonchalant ever. He's like, dude, it's not a big deal. It's exactly. totally fine. Yeah. And like that is your, your pro career just got messed up by that and he was totally cool about it. It was one of the coolest things I've seen. Yeah, you can see the momentary of just like, what? Right. You know, and like, 
generally point to the crowd and it was quick. He's like, oh, wait, never mind. Once he realized, as soon as he realized what it was, yeah. Uh, You want me to go next, Steve? Sure. All right. So uh, they're talking about doing renovations at the the Texas Longhorn Stadium. And one of the things that they're talking about doing is putting in a new end zone, an end zone patio. And they want to call it the Longhorn Patio. And the idea is from a sky (laughs) cam overhead, there's... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A Longhorn logo in the um, portion of the end zone where the players come running out. So the bottom of the Longhorn logo, like where the nose would be, would be open so the players could run <laughs> out through it. Unfortunately, when you do that to the Longhorn logo... It looks kind of like a uterus. <laughs> it looks, it looks kind of like it should be in a medical book. And so uh, Brian Davis on Twitter put out a picture of it, and the comments are all time. I'm laying it on thick for the internet because you guys did not disappoint. I couldn't believe it. Normally you open it up and it's like the same three or four jokes over and over again. No. Get yourself a, like a couple beers and sit down for a while and read the comments on this. People saying like, oh, the Red River rivalry. That sounds just about right. <laughs> <laughs> and are, are the seats in the end zone going to be padded just in case? Mm. Did they have Navy schedule? Because we don't want all the semen uh, running out of uh, <laughs> it. <laughs> it is absolute gold. If you go check it out, it's on my Twitter at Dubs the Third. Uh, I will lay it on things that doesn't have to do with sports, but 14-year-old Michael Platt, um, he actually started baking with his grandma when he was like nine. And so by the time he was 11, he had his own business called Michael's Desserts. And uh, on his own accord, he decided that whenever he sold a cupcake, one of his like selling points was he was going to give one uh, to the homeless, too. And so he actually does that. Like, when you come into his place and he buys a cupcake, nice. they take one, hand it to you, and then they take another, and they set it in a box. And then they take all of those cupcakes at the end of the day to a homeless shelter or along the way, like, you know, dropping off to people that need it. So uh, shout out to uh, Michael Platt. That's cool, yeah. And, uh, Michael's really cool. Desserts. Nice. In your season of giving. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Hey, thanks for giving everyone. <laughs> Second topic. Oh, uh, second topic. Yeah, are you, are you gonna intro it or should I? Like, well, I don't have anything in front it. of me. What are we going to be talking? We'll be talking about the Nuggets. Today. Nuggets. So the Nuggets faced the Rockets last night and got a big win. I mean, it's is that the number one team in the the West? Well, what the Warriors heard, absolutely. Were you yeah, talking about the Nuggets it, yeah, or the Rockets? Turn, ah, no, I'm talking about the Rockets, and I just meant as like a favorite. Is that the number if, one? If team not in the, the Lakers, West? the Lakers. I feel like we're like picked as the number three team in the West and right. are surprisingly on top of the league. Right. Clippers haven't hit their stride yet. Paul George just got back and healthy. Yeah. Um, he played with Kawhi for the first time the other night, but Rockets come to town, maybe the favorite in the West. And they score like 80-something points. Was that 80? Yeah, it was 105 to 95, I think. Yeah, 105 to 95. Yeah, it was a 10-point win, whatever it was. Two MVP candidates, Russ Westbrook and James Harden on that team. They couldn't even get over 100. And you'd think that there would be all this... 
oh, ballyhoo. Like, hey, how about this Nugget team that nobody ever fucking talks about? And so I turn on Sports Center because obviously we don't get to watch the games because, you know, right. fuck Altitude and Comcast. So I don't get to actually watch the game. Instead, I have to flip to ESPN to get the highlights. So I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, it's Rockets, Nuggets. I got to This is going to be coming up quick. I don't have to wait for this. They're... It's 20 minutes into SportsCenter before they even mention the game. It was ridiculous. They're talking about Luka Doncic putting up 50 on guys who shouldn't even be playing in the NBA because they're just filling in on the Warriors. But there it is. ESPN's hyper-focus on superstars. Jokic is a... Superstar, not to not to the yeah. not to the meetings at ESPN, oh, and neither is Jamal Murray, even though he's arguably as talented as some of the other guards in the in the conference. I'm gonna throw something. I had to pull up the uh, box score here so I could check it out too, because the Nuggets they are um, what, eleven and three at this point, uh, second in the West. They just passed the Rockets. Right. Um, um, it was a matchup of two versus three in the West, right? And instead, the story is Luka Doncic scoring forty points <laughs> on guys who shouldn't be in the NBA on a team that's tanking. Like, yes, Golden State, I get it, but they're awful. This yeah, they, year. that is not the, anyone else's Golden State team. Oh my god. <laughs> That's, that's kind of fun, by the way. Maybe that's the story. Right? <laughs> right? Like, Everyone's fuck the Warriors? Dunking on the Warriors. Yeah, you're going to be laughing all the way until they get the number one pick and number one pick sitting there with Clay and Curry and Draymond next yeah, year. Yeah, I think they'll be back. Um, but I was, I was trying to look at the box score just on this because I can't watch any of these games. I know. Right? But even still, like, this is a matchup of two versus three in the West. ESPN shouldn't be concerned about whether we can see the games or not. How do you not put that in, like, your top block? It's a Wednesday night. Maybe they're, in their mind, it's like a, a style miss because, as we know, ESPN is more about, uh, you know, whether you're listening to ESPN or you're watching ESPN, there's a, a theme, and that's, like, every one of their people is talking they have to talk with their mouths really wide right and they have to say things really loud and the nuggets aren't that team even when you talk about Jokic, like he's the most underrated or under appreciated appreciated or just under the radar like superstar did you not have two of the biggest loudest superstars in the nba in our that's the other part yeah that is uh, that harden and westbrook were there and so even if the story isn't about how good the nuggets are which granted it never is right how is the story not about the nuggets shutting down the rockets i'm actually a little surprised that they're clicking so well this early in the season because i didn't expect that well they played together i mean it's not like it's their first time yeah, um, what I won't be surprised at also later in the season is when there's an eventual implosion of some kind. Yeah. Or when one of them just doesn't play that well because they're both, especially Westbrook, like he's getting a little bit long in the tooth. And another reason I'm not so worried about the Lakers because all it is is one tweaked hammy in the, the middle of December and their season is going to be done as well. Or at least spiral uh, to a point where I'm not really so concerned about them. Well, can we talk about the Nuggets, at least the, the performance of the Nuggets? And, and this is the first time they've put together a full effort for 48 minutes. And I think their big downfall is they've been mailing in the first half of games and trying to claw themselves back in, which they've done valiantly. This is the first time they've actually put some effort into the first half, and I think they've seen what they're capable of. Even with their 10-3 and record, yeah, they, they have had um, the Sacramento loss, was stupid, mm-hmm. um, early, which, again, I had to watch on ESPN GameCast, just watching, like, <laughs> The, the, the shot go up my little digital screen you know you see who's doing it um, and the same thing with the Atlanta loss but I think it, what it says to you is 
they they step their game up. They bring it when it's a big time game. Now it's on Michael Malone to get them to bring that energy every night. Granted, but they're ten and they're now eleven and three. They're number two in the West, and they've beat some of the big boys already. It's going to take until the beginning of December because that is the first time they face the Lakers. Mm. Um, I believe that's the first game in the month of December for the Nuggets. The I Nuggets really Lakers. believe that much like the Bucks of last year, the Milwaukee Bucks of last year, they could win the West and still not get any respect. Right. Just zero. So let's bring them all the way. We may, get a final, we may get a finals preview tomorrow night when the Nuggets take on the Celtics. Oh God, that'd make me sick. I'd have to look at the standings. In the, <laughs> the Celtics are number one in the in the, in the conference right I now. I know, but I just fucking hate. But Boston. the narrative will be: How did the Rockets and the Lakers fail? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah. at, at what point do they start getting respect? I'm not even asking for them to lead Sports Center with it, but like in the first five minutes, maybe, yeah. maybe your first NBA highlight is number two versus number three in the West. But no, instead it's Luka Doncic and them beating the Golden State Warriors, who are. 2 and 28 or whatever the fuck they are. Yeah, I think we can all agree that, that people are overlooking the Nuggets, but perhaps that's to our benefit, at yeah. least for now. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's going to last. It makes me angry. <laughs> but that's just the way it is. I, mean, I think we've felt that way as Nuggets fans forever, but mostly because they suck. Um, but even when they were doing good, it was mostly just excited about Carmelo or when mm-hmm. they put Carmelo and Iverson together. It wasn't even about like how good the team was. Right. It was about how they wanted to talk about Carmelo and Allen Iverson. I just, even then I didn't feel like they got a ton of love. Like, it, I feel like, I feel like my life as a Nuggets fan has been clawing for any kind of respect or, I feel like, I think it's the same thing with the Rockies too. Do I feel that way about the Avs? Probably not. The Avs get plenty of love. I mean, and they of have course, multiple Stanley Cup championships. Of, so. of course it's not that way with the Broncos. They're one of the premier franchises in the NFL. But like Rockies and Nuggets, I feel like I'm just clawing for any sort of like pay attention and like <laughs> love me uh, yeah. because my team is actually pretty fun. Fucking good. <laughs> there was, I, I, with, um, like, I got a car a couple months ago and it comes with the serious, like, channels for, for a while, for yeah, a few months. Right. And the, uh, the Mad Dog one that they have, he talks a lot of baseball on that serious okay. channel. And it's funny because he was, like, going on some rant about the Astros and, uh, and they're cheating. And he was, like, yelling and yelling and yelling. And he talked about how this wasn't some <laughs> stupid side game no one cares about. Like, Seattle, the Rockies, or something. I'm like, come on, <laughs> yeah, man! Right. Unnecessary <laughs> yeah, shot. Yeah. I was in New York when the when the Rockies. I think it was 2007. I don't remember. I was in New York when the Rockies were winning, doing great, and they were going through the possible World Series matchups. It's only four teams in each on each side, right? <laughs> and, and they're like, they're like Rockies versus. Well, anyone, I don't need that. And I was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I guess until you prove it, maybe that's what it is. No, and so perhaps, uh... perhaps this is the year. It is exciting for the first time in my entire life that I feel like we're actually looking at a possibility of a Nuggets World Championship. Yeah. And a, a realistic opportunity. I mean, Even the Carmelo Iverson stuff like earlier when they went to the Western Conference Finals, right. it was exciting we won a game right. in the Finals. This well, is like legitimate. This conversation has made me root for a Nuggets-Bucks Finals just to piss everybody else off. Oh, that would be Milwaukee no, versus then, Denver. Because <laughs> then the story after every game would be, this was the lowest rated Finals. <laughs> it would be. All right, well, let's head on to, uh, let's get into the home stretch here with yeah. the Worst Damn Sports Show period where we talk about exactly that. The worst thing that we came across one way or another. 
Um, I will start. This one they did it before, and might also doesn't have anything to do with sports, but it has to do with Thanksgiving, which oh. is coming next week. We probably have to you're figure out if we're going to do a podcast. If you're about to call Thanksgiving the worst. I'm going to jam. No, he's 155 pounds. I'm the one who's been defending everything about Thanksgiving. Okay. You're the one who said green bean casserole sucks. Well, that's because it's garbage. <laughs> okay. But that's not the point. The point is Thanksgiving's amazing, and if I have to eat green bean casserole to get Thanksgiving, I'll do it. All right. In the ESPN of Dubs, the green bean casserole is the Nuggets. No. He uh, prefers the no, Lakers. He would with hate the, it. So the green, like, green bean casserole is the Skip Bayless or the <laughs> Smith of... <laughs> uh, this has to do with Thanksgiving and your Thanksgiving and how you can actually earn money on Thanksgiving by letting a website live stream your Thanksgiving dinner. And it's a it's a website called Cam Soda. Are you guys familiar with Cam Soda no. at all? Yes, it's a porn site. I was wondering who the weirdo was in this room, and there it is, right there. Because I didn't hear it about too. But Cam Soda wants you to live stream your Thanksgiving dinner what, as a porn site, and you don't have to get naked. You don't have what? to do anything weird. Why? You just got to set it up and let people watch it. As long as everyone who's in there is eighteen, because of you know, legal reasons and that. Because there's weirdos out there that are going to probably watch you in Thanksgiving dinner naked, apparently, if they're watching this porn site. <laughs> but literally, pay, they'll pay you $250 just to do it. Dude, but there's people I'm out there that are going to watch you. Watch you. So, like You would do it? Absolutely. You watch someone else's bucks? Thanksgiving dinner? Oh. No, I'd let them watch me. <laughs> but yeah, there are fetishists out there. So yeah, let, but, let the freak flags fly. So that is that. That was like, not the worst because I'm angry at that. It's because I'm sad. I'm sad that there's people out there that are so lonely that they're going to sit at their computer pantsless and watch you eat your Thanksgiving dinner. Do you know what this is, Steve? What's that? This is all the CrossFit people who can't actually eat for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's what it is. They're just and they're they're like they they hate themselves. They're masochists too. They're just like just eat it. Uh, oh, oh, get another turkey leg. Eat that stomach. <laughs> That's uh, you want to go? Or should I? Um, so the Florida Gulf Coast University has been doling out scholarships to potential high school football players, and football players have been posting all over social media how excited they've been to be accepted into Florida Gulf Coast University. One problem. Florida Gulf Coast University doesn't have a football team. I was going to say, I don't think they have a football team. <laughs> Somebody is doling out very official-looking acceptance letters and offers for scholarships. Wait, so this isn't like, hey, we're going to have a team in two years, so we're giving you a scholarship now and you can redshirt. This is just like accepted the movie, but in real life? No, this is like a club program that they have, like a like a intramural program that they have on campus Shut up. that looks like you're actually going to be invited to play varsity college football <laughs> uh, did any of you uh, were either of you champions of intramural sports yes what killed it basketball oh nice that's not bad it's a legend at george washington high school yeah i played okay. a little ultimate frisbee but um, it was mostly just so i could smoke pot you strike me <laughs> as the ultimate frisbee type, so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie to you uh my worst is going to be teddy brewski not because he's just generally annoying or i dislike him and not because he's on the worst morning football show on sunday mornings which is espn <laughs> sunday countdown but it's also the only pregame show that's on at that very early hour hour in the morning so of course i have it on while i'm getting ready and getting ready to go to the bar and teddy brewski offers the take that he puts carrots in his marinara sauce 
and it just made me want to throw something. Now, <laughs> as, as an like Italian, if you're an actual Italian. As an Italian-American, I am offended by this. <laughs> Somebody tried to defend him on Twitter. You're dead to me. Who puts <laughs> carrots in marinara sauce? Shredded carrots, baby carrots, Who like a big-ass carrot. <laughs> Who puts carrots in marinara sauce? It's too much. My Italian grandmother would have slapped him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how we had things here in the Worst Dance Sports Show period. Uh, this part, at least, follow us on Twitter, at Worst Dan. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.